0: And welcome to bonus episode number four of Mentors on the Mic podcast The Importance of Mastermind Groups. So Napoleon Hill coined the term mastermind group in his book, specifically really going into detail in the book, Think and Grow Rich, which I've read. And in it, he discusses this idea of mastermind groups, people getting together, peers getting together and mentoring each other and the value that brings to what you do in your work. And it's sort of imperative in any industry but especially entertainment i feel like to use and to explore and give to people who are doing similar things to you and and elevate each other and how else to explain the importance of mastermind groups than sharing with you my mastermind group. So I'm super fortunate to be in a mastermind group with four amazing women who are also hosts of their respective podcasts, Some of them are entrepreneurs. Some of them work for incredible businesses. And we come together and discuss different ways we can grow our podcast. So if one day we come in, we think, okay, we're going to talk about marketing. We'll each compare and discuss and ask questions about different marketing strategies. If we're going to talk about growth If we're going to talk about storytelling, booking guests, we will give each other our secrets and tips and help elevate each other's podcast and our business and our work to get the best possible results. So it's not just support and encouragement, though. We get that in spades. It's also tips, strategies, best practices, you know maybe apparent failures success stories and it's been so helpful i've grown so much with these ladies and i'm so appreciative of them of their time in being on this episode and their time on our twice a month month meetings And I'm very excited because this is our last bonus episode before episode one of season two. So episode one of season two starts Monday, March 1st. So get ready. We have incredible guests. I know I always say that, but these people are amazing. I'm so excited to introduce you to our guests. I have the next few interviews already done. I'm so excited to share them with you. Without further ado, here's bonus episode four, my personal mastermind group all right guys welcome to mentors on the mic this is a different sort of episode and i wanted to invite the lovely ladies from my podcast mastermind group which has been put together by the lovely megan acardo and this particular group is amazing we all have our own podcasts but i also wanted to really emphasize the importance of creating mastermind group. We talk about it a lot in general. I mean, I specifically in different books that you'll read about mentors, they'll always recommend having your own mastermind group of other people in the similar field. In this case, we're all women, we're all podcasters. So I thought, why not just have us go around, introduce ourselves, introduce maybe our relationship to entertainment, because I think all of us have some sort of relationship to entertainment and our podcast.
1: So Abby, would you like to go first? Thanks so much, Michelle. Hi, everyone. I'm Abby Zufelt. I'm the host of a marketing and career podcast called Working Girl Talk. We tackle workplace topics as well as chat with professional women in a variety of industries, so all industries and how they're making an impact in the world and what we can learn from them. I also work a full-time job in marketing. I am super passionate about branding, strategic marketing, and entrepreneurship. So that is something that I always focus on as well. I did get my start in journalism. I went to journalism school and worked for some organizations as well as in the PR field. So I love being able to bring that storytelling element to my podcast and to the marketing world, and it's been super rewarding.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Abby. And I met Abby actually at a Podfest expo thing where we both were speaking and we're doing one shortly. So I'll definitely update people on Facebook about that.
2: Anna, would you like to go next? Yes, again, thanks for having all of us. Like I love that we're putting what we do as a group out into the world. But my name is Anna Keenan. I am the host of the Self-Made Sister podcast where I interview women actually from around the world. I've interviewed some international women about how um, they became entrepreneurs and how they turned their dream into their reality and what steps they took along the way. So I interview women from all different walks of life, different stages of their of their journey. And so it's fun. I, I release an episode every Monday. And then on top of that, I am a regional marketing and philanthropic manager for Kendra Scott, which my career is what inspired me to start my podcast because I saw Kendra take $500 and turn it into a billion-dollar brand. And so I wanted to interview other women about their journeys as
3: well.
0: Love it. Everyone's so good at this. This is like, this is great. Okay, Christine, can you give us a little intro to yourself now too?
3: Hello, and thank you, Michelle. My name is Christine O'Donnell. I am an Emmy-nominated journalist, and and, and I, I worked at top markets across the country for over a decade, including New York, Los Angeles, and Boston. I transitioned into the marketing world a few years ago, and that is where I found podcasting, which was a really great kind of mix between journalism and podcasting. And or excuse me, podcasting was a really great like fit for journalists and marketing. And so I started producing podcasts. My podcast reached the very top of the charts on Apple Podcasts in just a few short months. And then I started getting referred out to produce other shows and production turned into coaching. And so now I coach people how to develop, produce, and launch their own podcast. I also have a growth membership for people who are looking for support and encouragement on the way.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Christine. And Megan, last but certainly not least,
4: Yes, this is so wonderful. Oh my gosh, you ladies are powerhouse ladies. I've learned so much from each and every one of you. So I'm so excited to be here. My name is Megan Ocardo and my podcast is called Power Your Purpose. And I've had it for about a year and a half. It really targets the entrepreneurial minded person who really wants to create this business that they love to give them freedom and flexibility because it's something that I really wanted about two years ago when I was working in the corporate world. And my background is in entertainment. And I was working at one of the largest, well, if not the largest talent agency in the world, CAA. And I was running all of their global events and doing all their partnerships for all the fancy award shows and parties and film festivals and leadership conferences and really just spanning all across all different verticals. So working in music and film and television and marketing and the digital space and sports and all of it. So it was... An amazingly fun career and job, but I really just felt like I wanted to do my own thing. So I launched my own business a year and a half ago, and the podcast really was the first entry out into the world to say, who am I now outside of this corporate entertainment world that I have I have been in? So it's been a fun sort of exploratory, but also really just like such a valuable thing um, to, to put a message out into the world and help people and share value and, you know, like Michelle and I talk about a lot but just such high level networking that comes from having podcasts is so many benefits but that's a little bit about me.
0: That is a great sort of transition to like the next question I wanted to ask which is what are things that we feel like we've gotten from being, you know, podcast hosts. So Megan kind of touched on it. Do you want to sort of add on to that because that was so well said?
4: Yeah, you know, I I think, you know, it just gives us such a great opportunity to have a platform and invite people on where you know, you could ask for inter- informational interviews or you could reach out to your mentors. But if you have a platform and if you have something that you can also give them, they're so much more likely to come on and you can ask so many different questions. You're basically like getting to know your who you want to get to know. So you're building your network, You like it's expanding tenfold. And then hopefully they'll share that amazing episode that you create with their audience. So you're growing your audience. So it's a really neat way to... Just build relationships. This isn't about something spammy or scammy. Like, this is like genuine relationship building. When you spend an hour with someone over video, recording a podcast, asking questions, digging deep, you know, like going that, like peeling back the layers, like that's really an intimate time. It's more, you know, intimate than a lot of the time I spend with my friends, you know, it's like, You're really diving deep with someone, so the relationship building aspect has has definitely been one of one of those perks as a podcast host to be able to offer that to people.
0: Love it so well said again. Thank you, Christine, Abby, Anna. Is there anything you wanted to add to that about what you feel like you've gotten from hosting a podcast?
2: For me, it's been the relationships, kind of like Megan said. I mean, we the five of us would not be sitting here right now had I not had a podcast. I would have never had the opportunity of meeting you all as well as other guests on my show. And that kind of saddens me. It's like, Oh my gosh, if I never did it, I would have never met all of these amazing women who have been turned into friends who have been turned into contact business contacts who I've helped. And it's just, it's crazy. The the trajectory it takes you with relationships, with your guests, with listeners, with followers. And so I feel like I hate the thought of like what what would have happened had I not had I not done the podcast. And then in turn I hope that it inspires other people. You know, it the people that listen, people that follow, I hope that at the end of the day it inspires them to to take a leap of faith and to, you know, put one step in front of the other and and turn their dreams into a reality. So it's given me so much more than I would have ever anticipated. I mean, initially it was like, I'm just going to talk on a mic and interview somebody. I don't really know how this is going to go, but we'll figure it out. And in turn, it's become just such a big piece of who I am now. So it's cool.
0: I love that. I mean, yeah, I'm going to also just jump on that because I think you guys both touched on such great points. I personally love having agency over something that's my own, something I can be creative about, something that I feel like I don't need to, you know, especially as an actor, waiting for opportunities is like a thing for us. We're always waiting for an audition, waiting for the next booking. And so this was really lovely, especially during this crazy time to create a podcast where I feel like I get to sort of I get to edit it. I get to put it out there. I get to make it my own. So that's been really helpful for me creatively. Abby, Christine, is there anything you wanted to
3: add to that? Yeah. So this is even piggybacking a little bit more on what you were just saying. Something I find that podcasting has done for me and what I see it doing for other people is building this confidence and building this, this community around who you are and what you do and almost like using your voice, not almost, actually using your voice to create something of meaning that like reaches into someone else's like ears, heart and soul and connects with them in, in a time where they can feel heard and understood. And like they can have somebody to connect to and be with every day. And now they have a relationship and a friend. So not only is it for me, the friends that I've made and the connections I've made through podcasting, but it the confidence that comes with stepping in front of a microphone and pushing record on a regular basis and then publishing that, putting that out into the world. And even sometimes when I like don't believe in myself, like there's been times even with all of my experience as a journalist and da 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 Like there are moments where it's like, well, someone else always gave me permission to do that. I was a TV news reporter for X station for NBC for ABC for Fox, but I was never doing it on my own two feet. And there's something really powerful about stepping in front of a microphone and being like, Oh, I don't need anybody's permission. I'm doing this because I believe that it's going to matter to people. I believe in myself. And, and that like, just like creates this like chain effect of confidence that I think translates from me to the person I'm talking to, to to the other people who are listening. And it just is so invigorating. I love it.
0: (laughs) Love that. And Abby, did you want to say anything to that? I mean, everything everyone said has been so wonderful.
1: I know everyone has said it so well. And I agree wholeheartedly. And even piggybacking a little bit more on what Christine said, the confidence and even the things you learn about yourself, like really getting into the habit of self accountability. And because in the beginning, as a podcaster, you're doing a lot of stuff yourself. Like, scheduling all the interviews, editing. And even as you get bigger, you may be doing a lot of that stuff yourself too. So it's just, it's such a great journey to really challenge yourself, but also feel really empowered because you own it, you control it. And it's really up to you. Like if you say like the episode, you have your date where it's supposed to be published and you miss it, like that's on you, which is kind of nice in a way because you really have that control and accountability. So it's a great teacher in so many areas. (laughs)
0: I love it. It's so true. It's like a, it's a big confidence boost. And you're right. It's very empowering to have this thing on your own and being able to put it out into the world. And like you said, you have to hold yourself accountable. It's not like someone else is going, hey, this is the deadline. You create it for yourself. So if you're right, if you don't post, for example, an episode on Monday, like you were supposed to, that's on you. So, but there's something really nice about that as well. I agree. So we use this particular group, like we we check in with each other, like I said, as a mastermind group. So we come in, Megan usually has pulled the audience as to like what type of, you know, Subjects and topics we wanted to go over. So we go everything, we go over everything from like, you know, if we're looking for interns, like Christine's like, I got this. I have interns. I've worked with them. Here's a play by play on like what I do. It's been so valuable. I'm currently going, I'm, I've reached out to some interns from the website you gave me. So thank you so much. Yeah. And then we also talk about marketing. So I figured we can kind of go into that here. What are some things that we've talked about related to marketing? So this is one we've talked about doing Facebook lives and seeing how that works for our episodes. What are some other things
2: that you feel like have worked, maybe not have worked for you, things you want to try? I can step in here real quick. A couple new things that I have done recently. One thing I've, I've said for months now is Pinterest. Pinterest is really something that I'm doing from a professional standpoint and marketing for retail brand, but also what I do for my podcast, the traction behind it is so high. And TikTok, as weird as that said, like it, 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 here, like here, it come out of my mouth, TikTok, like I feel way too old to even be saying that word. But I've recently in the last couple of weeks start promoting my episodes on TikTok. And like the first day I had like 2000 views of my video, like what? I go figure. I'm like, who are these 2000 people viewing it? But I also had a spike in downloads that day. So, as weird as that sounds and is and feels, putting the reel or whatever the video together, it works. And so, you know, thinking outside of those normal social media, e blast, you know, standardized marketing techniques, like getting creative, and it doesn't mean you have to pay to play, like creating some content, any content you would put on social media, put it on Pinterest create a fun little like montage video with cool music and put it on TikTok. My it's crazy. Yesterday I did something about I do self-made sister careers where I connect women with or connect people with female founded and led companies and careers. And I did something on TikTok yesterday. And again, it was like 1700 views. Like, Whoa. So you're not on TikTok.
0: Get on it. It's so good. I'm gonna have to follow you on TikTok. I didn't realize you joined. Hey, it's going, it's doing well. Not everyone has such traction on TikTok. Christine's like, I got this. I'm following you right now. Love it. Thanks, Anna. I also probably have to follow up with you on Pinterest because it is not my forte, but I'm just starting to get into it. I'm working on my branding right now, like and rebranding everything. And I've been using Pinterest to come up with like my vibe and my color scheme. So I'm trying, I'm starting to delve into the world of Pinterest, but you're right. I've heard it's a great marketing tool for podcasts. Who else wants, to
1: jump in here and talk about what they what they're doing. Abby? Yeah, I can jump in a little bit. I think something too for podcasters and for anyone who's marketing themselves, their product, their business, a great marketing place to start is to just try everything, get that A-B test going, try everything, seeing what works for you. Because now we have so many platforms: Clubhouse, TikTok. Instagram has so many little pockets, reels, IGTV. There's so many things we can be doing that it gets overwhelming. I know I get overwhelmed. So for me, it's always kind of the test, give it that good, honest effort, seeing if it actually yields results and then kind of tweaking a little bit and then seeing, okay, do I need to move on? Is this a good fit? But also, really tapping into who your audience is, what your brand tells to them, and what they want to see and what they want to hear, because the numbers will tell you. The numbers will tell you, and they don't lie. Like what Anna was saying about that TikTok, like kind of blowing up a little bit. Like, that's awesome. Like, that content, replicate that over and over and just get it bigger and bigger. So, I think just kind of listening to what your audience says and doing what's best for you and not being afraid to take risks because there are a lot of things like, oh, should I do a clubhouse room? That's kind of scary on my own. Like find someone to partner with and that is similar to your audience and that can bring more people to your fold and just go for it. That has been, a, and that seems a little more general for someone who's very marketing minded. But for me, that has been something on my mind lately because I know that I can do it all. So what is going to bring the best results for me has been something I've been focusing on.
0: I love that, Abby, especially since you are so marketing minded. We talked about like your reels kind of doing super, super well and the stories that you put together are great. I mean, follow everyone here on all of the socials as we'll talk about. But yeah, I mean, Clubhouse, I've been doing a lot of Clubhouse. We talked about this right before the call, but right before this, I had something similar to my podcast. I'm now, you know, partnering with a couple other people and we're bringing in mentors from the industry onto Clubhouse. Tomorrow, I'm doing one where I'm bringing an actual mentor from my podcast onto clubhouse. So it's working for me. I'm, I tried TikTok, Anna. And for some reason, I, I was not getting traction with my videos. So I'm super impressed. I'm definitely going to follow you. I'm taking maybe a small break from TikTok. We'll see. And, and Still don't my, like, yeah. I don't know what I'm putting
2: my know, like what it's saying or what it's showing me or like, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I think that's but that's it's part of it, right? Now. That's part of podcasting. That's part of anything new that you try. You have no idea
3: what you're doing. You, no one does. Have you seen an increase in your downloads with your time spent on Clubhouse? Oh, oh, I thought you meant on TikTok. Oh, me? Yes, I have. I've started (laughs) to see like,
0: like pretty good growth from every time I'm on a episode, I'm on a session, if you will,
3: or room. I was like really heavily into Clubhouse because it's so addicting for like a week straight. I was on there and my downloads increased like one day by 200 and I was like, what? No, that's what happened. To me.
0: I checked. Yeah. I think yesterday was
3: 160
0: downloads in one day, which is like a
3: lot for me. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's a crazy potential. You just, you get in on stage in like such a huge way with clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Christine, you
0: sent, mind. I mean, that week you sent an email out to your people. I know. Cause I'm one of your people. You sent out an email to your people and it was like, let's just throw this out there we had our clubhouse, like our meeting maybe like a couple weeks ago, right? And we were talking about clubhouse. I think Anna and Christine got on clubhouse that day or Megan got on. It was one of you. Yeah, it was Megan. And then within like a few days, I see Megan and Christine in like all these rooms. Christine had put out like a a thing on email where it was like, here are my next six clubhouse sessions this week. I was like, you guys don't play. It was
4: so oh, great. Yeah. Christine and I have definitely done a couple of rooms together, just extra. And I have popped into her, some of her rooms too. But yeah, it's kind of the first week I was on there, I would say like 24 hours a day. My husband was like, is this our life now? Like what's happening? A little bit of that scarcity mindset or that FOMO has reduced. Cause I'm like, there, there'll always be rooms. I can always go to it. But that first week, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I need to be in every single room. So it gets better if someone's a newbie.
0: (laughs) I had a crazy story that happened the other day. I went on, I went in a room with a hopefully future mentor who's a TV executive. And I'm doing a panel with her on Tuesday for the college that I, I went to. I do panels for them. I'm moderating a panel with her. So I was like, "Okay, let me check out this room she's in. And she's talking to a few industry people that are friends of hers, right? So Michael Chiklis, who's this huge actor, Frances Fisher, who's a huge actor. She's the mom in Titanic, if you remember. The writer for Mrs. Doubtfire. Just a bunch of people in the industry and they're all just chit-chatting, right? They all know each other. They're like, I don't know what clubhouse is, but like, this is great. And so they're talking and there's like 300 people listening or something. And finally they open up to question answers and I was like, I guess I'll ask a question. So I asked, Deborah says hi, I say hi. And I asked a question to Michael about process involving acting. Like he's working with Meryl Streep, I think starting yesterday. So I was like, how is it to work with Meryl? And what kind of process do you do to like, now that you got offer only roles? He's like an Emmy winning actor. So he answered. I was super impressed, super happy and left the room shortly after because girl needs to sleep. And the next day I, I moderated a room with a friend of mine and he comes on. And so I immediately pull him up and I was like, hi, Michael Chiklis, how are you? And he goes, hey, I recognized your name, Michelle, from the panel yesterday. I didn't feel like I answered your question well enough. I just, do you mind if I just take a second to answer? And I was like, you can. Meanwhile, like our room's growing by like 50 people in like two minutes. And then because he was on, his friend Francis Fisher and the TV executive, Deborah Curtis, they both come on. And they're like, yeah, hey, we just, we saw Michael was on. We just wanted to come in, see what's good. So then they start answering questions for people who are coming in and answering, answering questions about, you know, stuff that only a TV film executive and someone who's been acting for like ever can answer. And I'm just sitting there freaking out going, like, how did this happen? This, I just, I just went on a random room last night. And then now there are all these, okay, I'm just going to play it. So that's the crazy part of Clubhouse where you're like, You're meeting people you never would network with. It reminds me, you know how like, I I feel like, I don't know if you guys know this, but actors who who hear this might understand, like people always used to say to me, and maybe Megan's probably heard this, but like, you know, people used to always say to me, Michelle, you should find the restaurants and bars that these directors and these producers are hanging out in and just like meet them and just, you know, network with them. You know, that's how you do it. And I'm like, now I feel like I'm kind of doing that in these clubhouse rooms. But yeah, I just wanted... Yeah, that is
4: the power of Clubhouse for sure. I think you see just how... You have to be strategic, but how much is possible as far as visibility in whatever industry that you're in. But you have to be really intentional about going in the right rooms and then getting on stage. So yeah, it doesn't matter how many people are in the room. I I tend to think a little bit smaller, like 300 is great, not like the 6,000 people rooms. That's really hard to get up on the stage but probably impossible, but really target those like low to medium level rooms as far as number of people, even the 40 person rooms. If it's someone that, that you look up to, it's a great way to start to network and level up. Of course, when I first joined Clubhouse, I'm like, I want to be with like, you know, the Amy Porterfields of the online marketing world. And I'm like, no, let's just start like at my level, you know, (laughs) so... Just like being realistic, but you can like keep leveling up. So I think it's really important to be strategic, get on stage, ask really thoughtful questions. And you can, you can be that person that asks the question that a hundred other people are too embarrassed to ask in the room. You know, you don't have to, you can showcase your expertise through your question and someone is going to take notice If, if they're like, Oh, like, first of all, hundreds of people in the room might be like, Oh, thank God she asked that. I'm not brave enough to do that. And then the moderators in the room could be like, oh, that was a really insightful question. Maybe we'll want to like bring them to co-mod next time. And what I do is I will hop on stage. I'll ask a question. If it's some people who I noticed host consistent rooms that get at least 40 plus people, that's kind of like my sweet spot. But then I'll just DM them afterward on Instagram and I'll compliment them. I'll say like, great room. You know, I love the advice you gave about such and such if you ever need co-mods, like here are my expert topics. And I have gotten so much opportunity just from that. Like I've already established that connection by speaking on stage for that moment. Then I immediately follow up with them and in the DMs. And then all of a sudden that relationship is built and that, that has worked really well for me. Love it. Christine,
0: did you want to add on any, some, any more marketing suggestions, if you will? I am not
3: a marketing expert, but I can talk to you about storytelling.
0: <laughs> but that, but that's, I think, the point of this. Like, I love that. So yes, can you talk to us about storytelling?
3: Well, for me, something that I do and something that I, I work with people on is discovering what their story is and or what makes their subject matter newsworthy. So again, I was a TV news reporter for over a decade and and I am used to having like a bunch of information thrown at me and distilling it into like one finite focus that will mean something for an audience and will also matter to like you and your brand and your business. It's kind of funny that there is overlap here with marketing. And it's so nuts because I never really realized this was a little bit of marketing talk. As a journalist, like this is something that I would do. Someone would hand me a story and be like, turn this into a minute. And I'm like, this is like a lot of information. (laughs) So how do I figure out what's worth one minute? And so, and Abby, you, I mean, I'm sure you're experienced with this as well. So it's kind of just like figuring out what's your focus. And something that I do as like an exercise is I try to figure out what someone's focus is in three words. I'm trying to think of an example right now that like works for podcasting. Maybe somebody even I'm working with right now. So an example, I feel like I'm I'm blanking and it's the wrong time to blank. No,
0: not at all. (laughs) Do you mean like three words? Like for mentors on the mic, I remember I gave myself three words when I started. It was like advise, inspire, and mentor or something like that. Is it something like that or is it like something even more specific?
3: like if i'm giving a broad like given a broad story and it's like okay turn this into a package turn this into something that's going to air on the news today or it's like i'm covering something that's breaking and then then i try and figure out like what is the focus of this breaking news event or what is the focus of this person's like passion and what turns into their story so i'll use myself as an example so i am a journalist my background (laughs) I feel like I've talked too much about it but yeah so background tv news and then I find myself working in production and I have all this success as a producer for on podcast with me behind the camera and now all of a sudden I'm like wait a second I feel like I can share what some of what I do with an audience by creating a podcast that's going to connect with people who also want to launch or grow their podcast. So how do I take my expertise, which is broadcasting, and how do I pair it with my experience now as a successful podcast producer to connect with people who are at home, independent podcasters who are like, hey, I want a podcast. What do I? Who do I listen to? Who can help me? Who can find strategies? Who, who's that person? And so then I started my own podcast, which is super simple podcast coaching with Christine. And so it's not, not that I'm like the most expert podcast coach, but I interview people who are experts and now I take, and so that's kind of like my like marriage of everything into, okay, I am going to share successful strategies with podcasters. So successful strategies, podcasters. So Here you are. So these are your three words that now I am giving to my audience. So what does my audience care about? And I take myself out of the equation.
0: Interesting. And I think that works also in terms of people looking for you, right? Because then they have those that they can like Google or they can look up on Apple Podcasts
3: and be able to find you right away. If only I named my podcast Successful Strategies Podcasters.
0: (laughs) Right. Some of those keywords are in there. keywords are all
3: in my description. That's actually some great advice for anybody who's launching a podcast is is look up keywords that um, are trending that your audience is also Googling and then figure out how do it like incorporate that into your podcast?
0: I don't know if I told you guys this, but I almost named my podcast Entertainment tours. Like, I really liked the idea of combining entertainment and mentors. I felt like if people were looking up like entertainment and mentors, I was like, I want to be the first one to pop up, essentially. But then I thought it was very hard to explain people that it was like entertainment mentors combined. Like, I was like, if I have to go that extra step, it's probably not as not a great name. So
2: it's hard though. Naming your podcast is hard. And also too, I think the biggest advice too, with a podcast is know your, know your store, know your audience and know your mission. Like being, you know, just don't think a podcast is just getting up there and just like babbling for 45 minutes. Like you really have to streamline and know what your purpose is for your podcast. I think that's first and foremost, and who you're speaking to, who is your audience going to be? I mean, Sounds simple, but it's not. <laughs> Anna, do you have a
0: specific
2: idea for who your audience is? For me, it's really targeting like female entrepreneurs or wannabe entrepreneurs or the curi- the, the curious ones, like me. I was like, I was curious. I'm like, how did she do that? How did she do that? Well, well, then what did she do? Well, then how did she get financing? And then what how did she market? You know, like all those nitty gritty questions that I would just want to ask somebody every day. I'm like, surely if I want to know, someone else wants to know, and I'm not an entrepreneur. So, yeah, I just try to ask those questions that I'm like just kind of dumbing it down a little bit. Okay, so you had the idea and then what did you do? and then and then did you did you find a mentor or how did you pay for that or you self-funded? Did you get investments? All that stuff that like is like a huge barrier for entry for a lot of people because they don't feel like they can jump that hurdle. So I'm trying to like break it down, but but I have men that listen. So, they weren't really my target audience, but yeah. I you know, they're learning about how someone started a company and that's, that can go for men or women. So, but this has been so great. I feel so bad. I have to hop off. I've got to go pick Fine. up. Thank, school, you, Anna. thank you for having me. I love sitting with you ladies. It's always such a highlight of my week. So thanks for having me on the show. Thank you, Anna. We appreciate it. We're going to probably right. just do
0: one more question, but have a great rest of your day. Awesome. Thank you. Bye girls. We'll Bye. see you later. See Bye. You next time. All right. I was thinking, oh, so different seeing four people now. I love it. So just, I was thinking just one more question, if you guys don't mind. So in creating your podcast and trying to find your voice and trying to find the people that will be on, I mean, I think that especially for Abby and Megan, am I correct in thinking that it's predominantly female guests, right? That's what I, well, no, Megan, I think I've definitely heard non, you know, male guests as well, but Abby, I know yours is predominantly female and I knew Anna's was as well. So how do you guys find the guests for your podcast? What is? What do you look for? I mean, everyone has sort of a different thing. And I think a lot of it comes from like how we're feeling about the person too, right? Not as much about always about like what they've done or who they are. Abby, how do you come up with like an idea for who you want to have on the podcast?
1: Yeah, sure. I always start with people that I look up to as a resource and who I learn things from. And typically, I don't care as much about like, oh, if they have like a huge following, if they have like a really strong personal brand that they want to be out there that they want to teach, that is awesome to me. And also if they love educating because a lot like one of my words, I would say for my podcast is education. And I, we get into the very specific tips and I really want to learn from somebody in value. So somebody who can offer that like is perfect for me. And also, since I have like that career element, somebody who's maybe had a very interesting career or is in a industry that maybe we don't hear about as much or basically education and value. That's what I look for. <laughs>
0: I love that. And we've also talked on the pod, like on the podcast, on the mastermind group about like, what are some questions that we love asking that we feel like get like great attention? There's lots of valuable information that I think a mastermind in any sort of capacity in any sort of industry can provide. So I'm not going to give everyone secrets all, you know, right away. But I know Abby has a really good question that we've uh, talked about, I think, in the past. Megan and Christine, how about yourselves? What do you look for in, in your episodes and within your guests?
4: Yeah, so I really reach out to people that I just want to know more about. And similar to Abby, I mean, it is all about education. I always ask myself, You know, why should someone care about this episode? And what are they going to learn? And what are they going to walk away with? And maybe it's just being inspired. But I really try to structure my interviews so that it's like, what are your three tips on your expert topic or something that people can take away? I used to spend a lot of time on the backstory and all that. I literally cut right to the first question. I always think it's good to just start with a juicy question and skip all the backstory. That was some a rookie mistake. It was like, tell me how you started, you know, got started. And then it's like, well, I was born in North Carolina and nobody cares, right? So really just seeing who can provide that value. Like Abby said, I always look for good energy and that's super important to me. So when I get pitches, incoming pitches, this is like a little insider secret. Like I always look like, do they, did they link to a recent podcast? I just want to hear their voice. And if you don't have a recent podcast, maybe it's an IGTV or even an IG story, like link to your Instagram where it's like, I just want to see, are you animated? Because the last thing you want is like someone who comes on and they're like, you know, and like the energy is like super low. And by the way, I always overcompensate when the energy is low by like being way too energetic. I don't know if that works, but I just noticed that's one of my quirks because I am like highly energetic. So, so yeah, so good energy, something to share, expert tips a really good story about how they've overcome challenges. That's one of the things I always love to talk about. I mean, my podcast is about purpose and finding your purpose. So what were those challenges that you faced and how did you get over them? Like that's something that everyone can relate to. So that's kind of what, what I look for. And I'm not afraid to reach out to anyone and everyone. So I just kind of reach out to whoever I think might be a good fit. And if it's a no, it's a no, but at least I tried.
0: And please, guys, follow Megan on LinkedIn specifically because she puts out resources all the time about podcasting. I think you just posted one about about like pitching and stuff because you're like I've I've had so much experience having P. yeah, to pitch yeah I just, I
3: just
4: released a, a it's how to it's how to pitch yourself to be on podcast to be that expert. To showcase your credibility, I think it's really important. And I also did a podcast, a recent podcast episode about that because I'm very passionate about it because I've gotten so many bad ones. <laughs> We've talked about this, where but people just don't know. So it's not their fault, but just, it's, you know, it's a matter of whether you end up in the virtual trash can of, you know, the black hole of the internet or whether you get booked on those top rated shows that you want. So I think it's an important thing. And it's one of the best ways for people to showcase their skills and become that expert in their field that they want to be. So I'm a huge fan of people guesting on podcasts.
0: I love that. I think that people ask that all the time. They'll be like, how do I get myself on like myself as a guest on a podcast? And how do I connect with the right people? So I think that would really help. Christine, did you want to add anything to that? I mean, I know it might be, you know, you're coming at it from both a podcast host as well as a producer's ask, you know, mindset on it.
3: How do I book people to be on my show? So I interview successful podcasters or business people or people who have a story that's going to connect to the indie podcaster. So if you're an independent podcaster and you are looking to learn success and growth strategies for your own podcast, or perhaps your podcast is going to turn into a business or to turn into a brand, I try and reach out to those successful podcasters or people who are aligned in that space to provide value to the independent podcaster. I also, I reach out to people who are in the industry. So for example, like podcast movement, largest podcasting conference in the world. One of my very first guests is Jared Easley, who is the co-founder of Podcast Movement. And so he talks to me like really just like, frankly, because he's just like a dad at home like, about his journey as a podcaster and like not being organized and and how he like turned his podcast journey into a movement and what it was like to create an actual like giant event. And when that like Picked up, so he talks about all of that. I mean, I I also mentioned it because they're now they're they're taking speakers. (laughs) Podcast movement right now is looking for speakers. So for anyone out there who's interested in submitting themselves, podcast movement is looking for people to present. I think I
0: got that email. I should because I keep you know I'm I've been on like Podfest, I think, which is a different expo like three times. It's gonna be my fourth one. So I'm like, why wouldn't I just try to do another one? Soon. Yeah. 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 Thank you for that tip. Thank
4: you for everyone that on this call should.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes, we all should. Well, getting on stage is a really effective way to grow your show because you're getting in front of more and more people. So,
0: I think that was my question. Do you know if that's a virtual or if it's going to be an
3: actual stage? I imagine that it is both. Okay. So, I think that they're trying to do it in person. Okay. But, but, (laughs) but they've also had a ton of, you know, success transitioning things virtually. Past podcast movements have also had a virtual attendance for people. So I feel like the podcasting community has been really uniquely fit for what the current stage of our world is going through right now because so much of what podcasters do is remote and virtual and about connection and seeing each other and so we all knew what zoom was before it was trendy yeah.
0: <laughs> which is which is why clubhouse is like such a great forum to to go back into because we're like we all we all get this audio format all right guys i think that's really it i just wanted to kind of You know, give people a little bit of an insight, not only to who you guys are, but the importance of having a mastermind group. Megan, thank you for putting this one together. We very much appreciate it. Even now, I'm like, I have my own ideas of like, okay, I need to remember to, you know, submit to be a speaker on podcast movement. Is that what it's called? Podcast movement. I have emails from them, so I feel like I should know it. And, you know, other notes from just like what we're talking about in terms of TikTok, I'm going to have to follow Anna. So I have my own tips of what I'm taking from this, but I hope everyone else enjoyed this wonderful insight into like our podcast group, our podcast mastermind. Can anyone, everyone just go around and kind of give us a little like where people could find you, socials, as well as your podcast. And if you're offering anything else, I know that some of you are offering something specific for people who are into podcasts.
3: So Christine? Sure. Thank you for having me. And I have my own list of notes as well right here. (laughs) I'm really glad to take some notes and be a part of this. Yeah. If anybody's interested in finding more, of course you can listen to my podcast, Podcast Coaching with Christine. I also find me on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time. It's at thechristineod on Instagram. I am also that everywhere else you look for people, whether it's Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. That's where I am on my uh, link tree in my Instagram. If anybody is looking for some tips to be a really effective broadcast, like podcaster, if you're looking for tips to like for broadcast, like broadcast your podcast, (laughs) you can, you can find a free uh, link to just some, some seven tips to do that really effectively as a new podcast host straight through my link tree. So And that's through my Instagram link in bio.
1: Excellent. Thank you. Abby, how about you? Yeah. Thank you so much, Michelle and everyone. This was so fun. You can follow me on Instagram at Abby Zufelt. And you can listen to my podcast, Working Girl Talk, on all the places, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever, iHeartRadio, all the places. And you can follow Working Girl Talk on Instagram and LinkedIn and me on LinkedIn too. So all the places... Except Facebook. I know we're here, but I'm typically not as active on Facebook. So hop over to the other ones and I'm there.
0: <laughs> it's a good distinction. Me too. I feel like I always say all of them except for Facebook and I'm doing a Facebook live. Hi guys. Hi friends. <laughs> and Megan, would you like to introduce, uh, not introduce, but like conclude?
4: I'm at Megan Accardo on Instagram. You can go check me out there and then Power Your Purpose. You can listen to on any of the podcasting platforms. And if you want that handy, perfect podcast guest pitch template, you can go to com forward slash pitch and download that. It's totally free and it's awesome.
0: And on that note, actually, I want to just ask everyone to just name one episode they think people should listen to of your podcast. If, the, if they, you could recommend like one particular episode right now that would really either help people or that you think would be a really good intro into yours. And then we'll be done. So Megan, do you want to start? Gosh, that's always such a hard question. Like, what's your favorite child? We've talked, yeah, about, it's right? not about favorites. Um, I, 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 well, you're absolutely right, because that would be hard for me to do. It's okay, not favorite,
4: just... just I always like my most recent episode because I'm always that excited about yes. it. And I just did one on how to use Clubhouse to grow your credibility, which obviously you could hear when I'm talking how passionate I am about Clubhouse. So get on there and go listen to that episode. It released last week, I think it was number 78. Excellent. Thank you.
0: See, that's exactly right. I just wanted, yes, something, not a favorite, just like something you think would help people. That would be it. I want to listen to that. I already subscribed to you, but now it's a mental note to do that as well. Abby, how about yourself?
1: Uh, So many to choose from, but I would say a recent one I did was a solo episode, episode 83 called Don't Be Afraid to Stand Out. And it's kind of a funny story of how I ended up on the Today Show. So it's kind of a funny story and it has a good lesson. So I would recommend that one.
0: Excellent. I want to listen to that. Okay, great. And then, Christine, anything?
3: I would also say my most recent episode, which is about whether or not you should share your political views on your podcast. I think that, you know, today there's a lot of people who are getting canceled because they are sharing their political views or they are not sharing your political views. So in this episode, I speak with a political junkie and a TV news reporter who also happens to be my husband, Steve Cush, um, about about whether or not you should share your political beliefs while you're on your podcast or whatever platform you speak to your audience in, and what the pros are and what the cons are to that. Because As we all know, authenticity tends to be really important right now. So it can help you to share your political beliefs, but it can also hurt you but it might be the right thing. So anyway, we have a really detailed discussion about it and that might be helpful for people who are. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to check that out too, guys.
0: I love that. I love that I recorded this. Then I could, I mean, I didn't write any notes down, but like I'm going to listen back and take notes and I'll put everything in the show notes for everybody. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you to Christine, Abby and Megan, and as well as Anna, and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Mentors on the Mic. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend in entertainment you know would love it. Let me know what you've learned or what stayed with you on our Instagram at Mentors on the Mic. I love reading your messages. Uh, You can also find me at at Michelle Simone Miller on Instagram. On both accounts, I'll be sharing even more information about our mentors. Talk to someone about what you learned today who would really appreciate it and send them the episode. Also, if you love the show, please go ahead and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really makes a huge difference in growing this. It makes it easier for people to find our podcast and I love reading your reviews. So thank you so much and I'll see you next week.